Everybody, thank you for coming back to the Big Nerd Podcast. It is me, the B-I-G-N-E-R-D, Ray Bisock, coming at you from Ledgerville, or I'd like to call it my own fortress of nerdification. So we've got Forrest and James in here today, and they are a couple of stand-up comedians, if I'm not mistaken. We fancy ourselves a couple of jokesters. I think Forrest also works at Molly's. Yes, I do. And I love Molly's. If you've ever been there, make sure you go down and see Forrest. He's not going to be here too much longer. Come on but down. Monday's, Monday's supposed to be my last day. Pouring pints and getting a drunk. That's right. James, what do you do exactly when you're uh, not uh, telling jokes and making people laugh? I unfortunately surf tables. Where at? Uh, the Columbia in uh, Ybor City. Hey, that's not bad, buddy. Well, not at all. Oh. People laugh at James no matter what he's doing. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> like uh, They'll put me in like the smallest sections in the restaurant, and I'll look like a fat Tom Cruise in Mission Impossible like trying to get around. Squeeze through. <laughs> yeah, I'm like squeezing through, and the other oh. night my pants just absolutely ripped, so I had to have like safety pins and surf tables for the rest of the night with my legs showing. Look like a 90s wrestler. Oh, like <laughs> way worse than that. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't imagine trying to squeeze through tight spaces. As you can see, they'll call me the big nerd for nothing, you know? So, um, I think I'm even busting out of this shirt. No, I'm just, uh, but uh, James, uh, yeah. So I mean, obviously we'll get to you in a minute, Forrest. But James, I want to talk to you because I got to talk to Forrest a little bit on Monday. Yeah. When I was in there uh, day drinking, and that's not, a, <laughs> that's not an uncommon thing for the big nerd here. But uh, uh, James, so uh, what, what got you into stand-up comedy, brother? Um, just like years ago, I was like 21, 22, um, and like I've always wanted to do it as a kid. Uh, I watched like Eddie Izzard when I was in third grade, and like if you've ever seen Eddie Izzard, it's just some of the most like like some of his jokes are incredibly just pro- like profanity laced, um, a little bit vile, but like very witty. And uh, you know, watching that as, like as a third grader, and just went on from there, and watched a ton of stand up comedy, and followed it. And one day, I was just like, I'm gonna go on stage and do it, and I did. It's gonna be interesting because uh, you know you're talking about watching Eddie Izzard in the third grade. Yeah. You're like, what were your parents thinking? Um, <laughs> my parents are New Yorkers, Lots so oh. they don't really think that much. <laughs> wow, that, that, that's a very Southern attitude towards New Yorkers. Right uh, there. I, I'm I'm a New Yorker as well, so. <laughs> Damn Yanks. Uh, yeah, I, I testify that. No, uh, yeah, I, actually, my dad's from upstate, rural New York, so. Yeah. Uh, so oh, okay, very nice. Very upstate, yeah. The boonies. Where country music is actually accepted. So, yeah, Southern Canada. And yes. where people from New York are actually polite. Um, well, sometimes. Kinda. Sometimes. <laughs> sometimes, yes. Uh, I, I, mean, I remember watching Eddie Murphy when I was in elementary school, and his stuff is, you know. Raw and delirious. Oh, yeah. Raw and delirious, yeah. Oh, God. You know, he didn't write those. He didn't? Really? Nope, didn't write those. His brother, Charlie, and one of the Wayans brothers wrote those. And he was just the one who could deliver it the perfect way to do it. So he was the one that actually performed them. Hey, if you get everybody in on the Oh, act, heck yeah. That's yeah. why there's writers and there are stand-up comedians. Yeah. Two different things. There are people who write the skits for SNL and then people who act yeah. them out. Now, James, I mean, I, I, you talk about Eddie Izzard, but who is your all-time favorite comedian? Like, Putting him on the spot here. Yeah, that was mean. You know, as far as, <laughs> You like, can keep that over there. You don't need to bounce back to me Oh, I'm bouncing that. back to you, buddy. <laughs> There are so many comedians I watch, and it's really hard to narrow it down. Uh, it used to be back in the day, Louis C.K., oh. but over time, yeah, over time. <laughs> back in the day, a.k.a., yeah. I don't know, yeah, like, like, mm, like <laughs> 10 pre- months ago? <laughs> yeah, like pre-touching himself in front of women. Like, oh, yeah, I, yeah. I had a lot of respect for oh, him. Oh, he was but, doing it the whole time. Uh, oh, oh, absolutely. It was just now we were aware of this. <laughs> 
Um, it would it would be Mike Birbiglia just for the fact that he tells personal stories, and I get a lot of inspiration from uh, his material. Have you ever seen him live? Has he ever come down to Tampa? Or? Uh, I had the chance to, but then, of course, because I serve tables, and when people have a day off, they don't want to pick up a shift. Of so course. I, I had to serve tables that night. Oh, we get that here, too, don't we, Laura? <laughs> of course, Laura is our technician right now, so no. I didn't know if she had my on, so. but she doesn't. So, but see, that's a flub there. That's yeah. right. Um, so, yeah, Forrest, I got to ask you man uh, who's your favorite comedian and don't say uh, yourself for us don't say yourself i'm all right but i don't know man i really like like i like the old guys like uh i love eddie murphy even though it's not my style of comedy which i recently got into a debate <laughs> with somebody about uh like the big energy guys and richard Pryor, and that that stuff's really good but i love dave Chappelle just for storytelling ability i love dave Chappelle. it's not the cleverest thing in the world he is really clever and intelligent with his jokes. If you look at him deeper, but like usually the topical, just the stories are so funny. I love him. I'd have to say uh, Robin Williams for me, though. Robin Williams. Oh, so yeah. good. I mean, he's just he's just everything you want in the comic for me. He tells good stories. I just he's original I, and he's just energetic. Like you, I mean, I that, had oh, never seen the Broadway. Oh yeah, I had never seen live on Broadway. I didn't know that existed until uh, Tuesday. Kenny showed me it. You've never seen I've never seen that, and I watched the first 20 minutes, and I cackled like a witch in the back office of Molly's, and I was like, oh, that's amazing. It is so, it's so good. good. He, I mean, he's done, some, he's done some amazing stuff with the flag, mm-hmm. where he did, uh, he was in San Francisco, I think, where he did the, uh, yes, the he sweater. to be the flag, yeah. and uh, the American flag, of course, we got to... Yeah. Uh, yeah, the state flag of California and doesn't get any respect either. Um, but he better be the American flag. And then, uh, you know, there's the... Uh, the golf bit. The golf bit, yeah. That, that Everyone one, loves that. That's just, you know... That one's so good. And he he, he had... A, he had a, he, I mean, everybody see, sees him as this voice actor and everything, you know, basically. And this really wild comedian, you know, whatever. But he could get dirty, too. Oh, just, he did. Like him and oh. Bob Saget. You didn't think Bob Saget from Full House. Bob Saget seemed like he was doing it to compensate. Yeah, but, you know, I as a kid, you never know. Like, he had, like, that material. So when... No, that was Robin. <laughs> that was Flubber. <laughs> uh, but uh, when I was when I was getting older and I saw, like, Bob Saget's material and then Robin Williams, like, I was like, all right, this is going to be some, you know, fun kid-type ty- uh, nope. stuff. And then, nope. And then Bob Saget came out swinging with three f bombs. Oh, <laughs> okay, just okay, in the Bob. first five seconds. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think my favorite Robin Williams one though is actually one where he wasn't actually being paid to do a comedy thing, but it was the inside the actor studio bit mm-hmm. where he got up and he just showed you know like he took props from the audience and yeah. you know he was doing all this you know Iron Chef. Uh, mm-hmm. Today we're cooking octopus balls. You know, <laughs> he's just going, going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth with the audience. And there's one lady in the front row. I thought she was going to pass out. It was yeah. a bigger lady. And she was, and he was just making her laugh the whole time. And she's like, she's beat red and just about to die. And he knows. He's like, he knows it. He's like, I'm about to, I'm about to kill her. I don't mean to. But. I gotta pull back. That's too good. Yeah. Um, no. Uh, so. What what kind of style do you Forrest, What kind of style of comedy do you do? You do? I, I mean, follow is it- a formula of doing a story, but the point the story is funny. The point of the story isn't just to tell the story. It's then I make uh, then I like observe an issue of something that happened in the story, and then just go back and forth so it doesn't get too repetitive. Not just story after story, but it's I'm not clever enough to come up with. 20 minutes of all wit 
I got I got to throw in filler. I have an I have, a, I have a, a, an idea that you got some really funny bar stories that you weave into your stuff though. Oh, I got some good stuff. Like any, any clean you can tell right now? Tell us one. Um, tell us a story for man. us. Man, <laughs> I'll tell you the most absurd thing I've ever had happen. I had somebody use the restroom in my sink. Oh yeah, behind the bar. Oh, that night. <laughs> in the bathroom. Oh. And it wasn't in even in a private stall. That was the perplexing part. Oh great. That's why it confused me. It was, that means. Was it? Was it? If was anyone it, came in the bathroom, they it, would have just seen this man. Yes. Deuce? Number oh two. great. That's yeah. lovely. Oh yeah. Someone would have seen this man hovering over a sink, and I would. Oh. Unfortunately. I wish I'd have found him. Unfortunately, I was the one I that discovered I, it. Yeah, James, uh, James. I discovered uh, it, and then four people follow just to see. They're like, there is absolutely no way. No, there there was indeed a way somebody did this, and they did it. Someone did. You got to think back to, uh, what was it? Uh, uh, oh, the movie where the guy used the, the urinal as a toilet. The bowling movie. Kingpin? Woody Harrelson? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, and uh, the Amish guy. Yeah. Oh my Is it lord. Kingpin? Bill Murray. Yeah, it's yeah. Kingpin. Yeah, I just you're like, oh jeez, man. Randy, Ishmael. Randy Quaid. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's what yeah. So, but uh, James, I mean, I know you've got some serving stories you can probably tell that you probably weave into your stuff too. Uh, yeah, sometimes. Uh, but like, there was, you know, there's one I I always talk about where, I uh, I served uh, at a place where they had a four course feast for like fourteen ninety nine. It was like soup, salad, entree, also dessert. So we're not saying where it was. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, sorry, no, you don't no, have to. We're not. You don't have to. <laughs> uh, it's a it's a very famous uh, seafood chain. Um, mm-hmm. So. <laughs> Uh, I would tell this joke anytime somebody would be able to finish the meal and I'd go, congratulations, not very many people can do that here. Uh, awesome. And most people would find a laugh out of that. One table didn't find it particularly funny, uh, mainly because they were a bit heavier set and I didn't have any realization of this. It was just habitual at that point to yeah, just say so the same joke. Yeah, so he basically just leaned in their face and went, hey, yeah. hey good job being so, fat. And, and, I, and I realized <laughs> that I... That's my job for <laughs> I realized I messed up when their daughters were crying and they were very upset. They stiffed me on the bill and then they started to complain to management. And so I get pulled into the office and they had a write-up and they said, we, we almost fired you from your performance at that table, but we're going to give you another chance, but you need to sign this write-up. And said, oh, James's table 23 was not very happy with their server. <laughs> they said he was loud, tried to be funny, but, and, and they put this in caps, was not, and had a problem with sweating all over. Very and, sweaty. And so, so now, so, so it's like your stand-up bit. Yeah. So now, Ooh. so now I. Yeah. So now people. Yeah. Can, now I do stand-up so comedy. Now you can, hey, you can pay five dollars <laughs> yeah, to come to check out James Servia. And uh, ruin your night <laughs> with my awful material. Yeah. No, you and your family guaranteed will not have a good time. <laughs> uh, you know, I guess everybody, um, if you're doing stand-up comedy, heckling is uh, just part of the. Uh, part of yeah. everyday yeah. status. Most people, though, are smart enough oh, he's got one. to not mess with the, like, it, okay, so like, us, fine. Like, if you step to one of us, I get it. Cool. Like, we're not big comedians. When people do it to, like, well-known comedians, this man makes his living off of being intelligent and witty and making the best cut and going just far enough. 
and it's perfect into where it stings. And but like, just so you know, he probably has a better one lined up next because he had more time to think about it. Anyone that steps that steps to a comedian and heckles him is a moron. I don't understand how anyone could go. I'm going to win that battle. Yeah, I, I've, I've seen Kevin Hart do it. To, oh to yeah. Like, oh yeah. my gosh. Oh no 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 no. I think he was on Wild and Out. I saw one comedian call a guy up on stage and went, "No no no, come on, now you're doing it. You wanna you wanna talk? Here's your chance." Oh, and where, shut him down. Yeah. Where he did the stand up bit and absolutely like bombed. Yes. Yep. And I've seen other. Uh, you know, you look at clips on YouTube where some guys get hit by a guitar and. Yeah, you know, I've seen that, and uh, you know, it's just, it just it just boggles me that you're going to go out to a public show and try to make a jerk of yourself and try to make a jerk of the person you're trying to get entertainment from. It's so bad. You just paid money to go see this person. It's why the, are you going to mess with it? It's the alcohol. Like, oh, you, it's always you, the, uh, it's a two when, drink minimum at least. Oh, yeah. people, finding the finding the prop the perfect set time. Yeah, woo, it's a trick, and you oh. know you don't want to be the beginning. Everyone's sober and awkward. Yeah, but you can't be the end of it. And woo, I'm your headliner today. Um, and you go at the end, everyone's trashed, you know, because people try to, like, if it's a long show, these people have been sitting here drinking for, you're probably open for an hour before the show. They've been drinking for two and a half hours, and now you want to try to get them to follow a joke? Oh, absolutely terrible. Uh, when I was in uh, Wilmington, North Carolina, and I did an open mic night there, uh, I didn't know exactly what the rules were, so I was pretty much at the very end. And it gets to like that, like midway to three quarters, where people are starting to get fed up, and they're either leaving or drinking more. So when I did my set. I did my set in front of like four or five people. When initially there was like a hundred, hundred and fifty people in this venue, everybody just scattered. So and then one person was pity laughing at me. It was great. Oh yeah, that's, <laughs> that's probably gotta be one of your worst like oh, experiences yeah. for you. Absolutely not. Okay, no, we, no, we got we to hear the, the worst James one now. James' worst one. Uh, Hold on, let me tell one, and then you can tell yeah, me. Yeah, you can Apparently, Forrest was, Forrest was there for James. He was there for My, one. I, I was there recreate. for his second worst. Oh. <laughs> James did not was not um, drinking much at the time, and he decided one night when we went to go do the open mic at Tony's Studio B, which was basically what is now Pink Piano, we went, and James had a couple pretty quick and he was on one and he decided to take part in some partying and then I watched him attempt to do a set that we had both like I knew I still to this day know the set by heart and can tell it and it'll get laughs if you do it right but James and James had it just as well but then James came back that messed up and tried to do his set and I just sat there and watched him butcher Every single <laughs> joke and miss every punchline, and I was in the audience just dying laughing because I knew the jokes and I thought it was like I knew they were good jokes, and I was watching him destroy good jokes yeah. and watching him just panic on stage and watching everyone stare at him. And it was my favorite comedy show I have ever seen. And didn't I somehow like try to add physical comedy and slid into the door? Yeah, he like walked all. He like tried to work a joke and like walked all the way off stage. It was dumb. Yeah, it was bad. It was it was terrible. It, it, that that was my but James is that was. I guess the flop sweats are uh, real on that though. Oh yeah, they got him. He was dying. <laughs> he was dying. Uh, uh, so that was whenever I first started getting him to do it again. I still didn't do comedy at the time because he did comedy out elsewhere out west. Yeah. Before when he lived out there and then came back. 
and I would always just go hang out at Tony's, and then he started coming up, and he got back into doing comedy again, and then he tricked me into doing comedy one night um, <laughs> on a Bill show. But his best one is from when he was out in Kansas. Oh, it was number. It was Missouri. Oh, yeah, I, I oh, Kansas, Missouri, uh, it was close you know. enough. It's all the same. That whole I'm area sure is all they the same share- thing. <laughs> oh, we we heard we heard. I'm pretty sure you guys heard <laughs> yeah. a loud beep. Yeah. Yeah. You got a message, I think, yeah. or an email. No, uh, Laura, Laura is getting email. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> anyway, yeah, uh, yeah. Your worst one, Kansas or Missouri, wherever you were. Uh, yeah, it's it's all the same thing. The only thing that's interesting out in the Midwest is you get to go outside and be depressed and listen to the corn grow. It's, oh, it's nice. just there's nothing in the Midwest. It, it's it's bad over there. So it is Kansas. Well, yeah. <laughs> I, I, it's so bad. I was once stuck in an elevator at an apartment complex with a crackhead Didn't that like care. tried to be my friend, and thankfully that elevator opened so I could leave. That that dude was. Well, have you ever been down Cumby Road? Then you've, you've, you've. Oh yeah, the Cumby Critters. Yes, is the what they call them. Cumby Critters. I love me some Cumby Critters. Uh, oh, straight out of Cumby. I'm gonna. I saw a guy with a pick and poke tattoo that said Cumby Critter, and that was the most Lakeland thing I've ever seen in my life. And I love that man. That's that the most Lakeland thing I've ever heard. Basically, that's yeah. That, there's a lot of Lakeland things out there, you know. So just uh, um, Forrest, actually, I want to get back into your background of how you got into comedy. But um, I know you've been through when I talked to you the first time, you know, with Molly's. Uh, you told me a pretty amazing story, and um, uh, if you don't mind sharing that a little bit, how I, I think got, it revolves into your how I too. got uh, frizzle fried. Yeah, well, I mean, how did you want to call that? Uh, so, for because you're hearing my voice. Yeah, I got chicken legs for real now. Despite this smooth, sultry voice, forty percent <laughs> of my body is covered in burn scars, most of which is graft skin. Uh, I fell asleep behind the wheel on November seventeenth, two thousand thirteen. And uh, went off-road up on I-10 and hit a tree, and the engine slid back to where your center console should be um, and caught on fire. And people often ask me, Forrest, what about the firewall? And I go, did you not hear the part where I said the engine was where your center console should be? (laughs) So it doesn't matter what's between you and your hood. (laughs) Your hood is now in your car. Um, And so the car caught on fire. Burnt 40% of my body. They induced me into a coma for a month. Uh, came out right before Christmas. Spent a couple more months in the hospital in rehab. And got out. And so I made it away with the only real terrible permanent damage is I lost the fingers on my right hand. And my Achilles is messed up beyond belief. Now, weren't, weren't, weren't you an athlete at Lakeland? For a while? Yeah, yeah, I was the first white running back to start at Lakeland High School since the 1980s. Superstar. Superstar. I think, actually, Laura's the one that told me that. Uh, okay. Uh, she uh, she knows you through, um, I can't remember. Brandon. Huh? Brandon. Brandon. Yeah. Uh, her, her boyfriend. Yeah. And um, uh, she told me, yeah, you used to be a star at Lakeland High School. Yeah. Like, State wrestler. Uh, Superstar. I got beat <laughs> in the, yeah, don't forget. I got beat in the state semifinals every year. My <laughs> senior... Let me guess, somebody from Brandon? No. No, 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 no. I wrestled a kid from Brandon in a tournament that mattered once. That kid, the only points I got, I'm pretty sure, was when he get, let me up so that he could take me down again. And I, it was so quick. It was the second period, and then all of a sudden I... I looked over at the ref... 
and he pointed at the board, and I realized I got teched. And I was like, oh, no. You got me by 15 points in two, <laughs> less than two periods. Oh, it was so bad. But that was my one time. But, no, I was that, and then football, and I was, I was all – I was, ran around nonstop. Superstar. Superstar. So I like this. So, um, yeah, so, I mean, obviously – you know, bouncing back from that, and some people would have given up, and most people might still. still I totally give it up. understand those who wanna. And Forrest, uh, Forrest actually turned it around into this comedy. Uh, I think. Yes. You weren't doing comedy before that, though, right? No, 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 no. I've always just like obsessed over comedy and studied it. Um, the guy who I grew up with, that was like an older brother to me, was really into it, and so I got really into stand up. So, like, whenever I first started watching comedy, when I was like twelve. I was, or, you know, nine, I was watching Dave Chappelle and Stephen Wright and Mitch Hedberg and all that stuff. So I've been obsessed with comedy my whole life. And then what I was saying was James tricked me into doing stand-up. I got very drunk while playing pool one night up at Wally's Pool Hall. I don't, I don't know where Wally's is. It's right by <laughs> family oh, worship. Oh, I know, I know where it is. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I I live there, okay? It's that place. Yeah, I used to live there. Um, Actually, I think we met one time up there. Yeah, yep. Came up there. Um, And we were up there playing pool, and James said something about getting, you should do this comedy night coming up. Um, Because you're a superstar. uh, Yep. Because I could be a superstar. Superstar. And uh, I went. I very mistake. I shouldn't have. Went. I could. I'll show you how to stand up. <laughs> that is a joke. Yeah, I will. Oh my god, I could do it in my sleep. Immediately when he responded, when he responded that to me, he went. I, oh. I, I pulled out my phone. I texted the texted guy. the comedian. <laughs> went, hey, four said he's in. Yeah, <laughs> he wants to start, and I was like, "Oh!" And then they released the playbill with his picture on it. And he kept saying, "I'm not going to do it. That was just a joke." And I'm like, "You're on the no, playbill. I you forgot about it. it. Yeah. I had completely forgotten." And then, like a month and a half later, this bill comes out and it has my name and picture on it. My friend DeAndre sends me the message on Facebook and goes, "Yo, James is doing stand up. Want to go?" And I looked at the bill and I went. I'm doing stand-up, too. <laughs> and I was like, oh, man, what? James, you really did that? Yeah. Yeah, you said you could do it in your sleep. It's because he's a superstar. Superstar. They got me doing it, so. <laughs> but, uh, all right, so, yeah, describe that first uh, first round. It went really well. I just told It really did. It's my stock. It's my still to this day my stock five minutes. Yeah. Um, type five. Type five. Uh, it's just a bunch of stories from the hospital. Uh, I wasn't sure if I had all of my equipment. And, and I think you guys can figure that out. Yeah. And so every time someone came in, I'd call them over. I'd go, hey, hey, James, James, come here, come here. Yeah. Do I still have my equipment? Yeah, man, it's still there. <laughs> every single person that came into the room... <laughs> Um, and uh, and they would all tell me, yes, I do. Thank God, it's a heavy one. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right, so who was your doctor? I I heard this Prince. Story. Yeah, my doctor. So I had Doctor Richards, who's my boy, 
And then my plastic surgeon, who did like who did a bunch of stuff for me, is awesome. I never realized all of the like. A lot of people don't realize how great plastic surgery is and how much it's needed for like not a boob job. <laughs> it's actually important for other things. Oh yeah, seriously. Non-cosmetic. Yeah. Really? <laughs> wow. Yeah. No. Learn something new every day. Right. That's crazy. Oh my lord. I I can do more than change the shape of my nose. Um. So. Oh, heavens. So his name was Prince. And I found that out whenever I like first stirred out of my coma for one of the first times. And I thought it was the funniest thing in the world. And it took me like a minute and a half to pull myself together where I was just snickering. And then took, after a minute and a half, I went, your name's Prince. <laughs> Assemble your crew. I'll meet you outside. <laughs> And I thought it was the greatest thing in the world. And then I started singing Purple Rain to him. But it sounded like... But I had a I had a trach in my throat. And I had to plug it like the guy in the no-smoking commercials. So whenever I sang it, it sounded like the grandfather from Texas Chainsaw Massacre just going, Purple Rain. Purr. It sounded like Sammy Davis Jr. decided to do it. It was bad. It sounded like the Marlboro Man. <laughs> I'm jo- I'm Joe Cool, man. That's right. <laughs> oh God, I forgot. About Remember that. my Joe Cool hat? That thing was sick. Yeah, I do. That thing. I went through two of them. I gave somebody. Oh no, I gave one away. I gave him a ticket to Bonnaroo. I gave him a four hundred dollar ticket just so I could get it, that hat. I swear, I, I go every single day, and you always mention some type of festival, no matter what. Yeah. Every single day. It's what I do. I have a tattoo. Yeah, and you shove it in my face. And I only tattoo last on festival. my body, my dad. You know, when you get a tattoo, what's that going to mean to you in 30 years? And I went, Tom, this tattoo means more than any Asian symbol you could come up with. This shows how <laughs> cheap I am. Because <laughs> if you get the tattoo on your body, you get to go to for free for life. So it's the only reason I have it, so I can go to that festival for free. And my dad was so shocked. <laughs> I said, yeah, Tom. Eat it. I like. I'm gonna get what I want on my body. It's my leg. Forty uh, percent of it's a scar. I already messed it up pretty bad. Well, I mean, obviously, I already messed it up pretty bad. Like I don't. <laughs> so you're actually forced. Um, you're actually uh, packing your bags here. I guess next week. I guess Monday is your last day at Molly's, right? But, yes, sir. Uh, and you're going to uh, a place where many people have tried to make it in comedy. And the Apple. The Big Apple, New York. Uh, what? What? Just decided to try it, or what? What's going yeah. on here? People say, what you moving up there for? I said, for fun. <laughs> they're, they're usually not appeased, but I don't know. It's going to be fun. I'm young and dumb and don't have child support yet. I have there you go. child support, so I'm rolling out. True. Well, I can't, yeah. Until someone knocks on your door, and then you're like, ah. Oh. Gotta play it safe. Because you're a superstar. Superstar. <laughs> All right, so you guys are going to be, at, actually, tonight at... Uh, Pink piano, right? Yeah. What time? Eight o'clock. Eight o'clock. And James, you go. You do what every week, every month? What? Uh, just recently, we've only been like co-headlining the the shows, so it's like once every other month. Yeah, we do it, it once every other. Yeah, we used to do like a bunch of open mic nights and whatnot, and you'd get like three to five minutes tops. But we now, go up there every once in a while. We go yeah. to Pink Piano. Yeah, when uh, when the guy uh, heckled me and. Yeah, he got heckled. It was really funny. Uh, what happened? No, you got you to tell me this. He part. got drummed off stage. Yeah, I got drummed off stage by, by the, the guy host. who was hosting an open mic. Oh, lovely. Yeah. 
Everyone in this will remain nameless, but somebody somewhere jumped James off stage, and I kind of wish I'd seen it. Yeah. But I would have wanted to knock that dude out. Oh, it's absurd. Again, these these are the uh, the 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 the, uh, the 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 downfalls of comedy. Sometimes is somebody doesn't like your stuff, they're gonna yeah let you know about it. Sometimes, but well, it's, it's just it's too. fine. You can even dislike it, but to cut someone off yeah. at an open mic is it just it ruins the principle of it. Yeah, exactly. That you're supposed to. This is guess what? You didn't pay me to be here. I'm not gonna worry about if you laugh. I'm gonna try new jokes. And see if they make you laugh, and hopefully they do, because then I now I have a new joke for when I get paid to do a show. Because I mean, you can think you're funny at the house and practice yeah. in front of your mirror, but you yeah. need an audience to you do this and, stuff. Yeah, like you that. and your boys yeah. at the bar having a conversation, cut up. That's funny, but like you don't know. It's different when you got to drag a crowd along with you. And you got to make them like you. Yeah. You no know hard is for that. To or like my, me, my the God. best though is when your goal is to make them hate you. Oh. That's impressive. And then get them to like you right right yes. after that. Insane. That or you just go Anthony Jeselnik. Oh. Just they hate you so much they like you. Yeah. <laughs> like they know what they're expecting when yeah. they uh, pay money. They're not going to know what to expect tonight. <laughs> so Forrest, you make, definitely make sure you keep up with us, or you know, we'll put on Facebook or whatever. We'll keep in touch on that one. James, uh, was it every month uh, Pink Piano was open night, open mic night? What is it? Yeah, like every well, other month. So I do really. encourage people to go out um, to all open mics. The two of which that I go to are, you can go to up to Molly's, come up to Molly's on Tuesdays. Julian and on are awesome, and they have Annie helps them host, and they do an open mic, and it's good. But that's all music and stuff. But for stand-up and stuff like that, you go to Pink Piano on Wednesdays, and they do an open mic, and they let spoken word and stand-up and all that go at the end. So we're appreciative that there is at least an outlet here that you can do it. Otherwise, we got to drive all the way over to Tampa. Mm-hmm. Well, that's no fun. No, uh, not not no, anytime you have to get on I four is not fun. So. No, oh, I know you want to avoid interstates at all costs now. So. Yeah, <laughs> I ain't touching no interstates. I'm walking everywhere. <laughs> so I'm going underground. <laughs> oh, I'm so pissed they're shutting down the L. Uh, it's all right. It's all right. I love it. I just got to move up higher. I got to move deeper in. I got to like go to Bronx or Queens now. <laughs> oh, I, oh, okay. Yeah, I didn't know they shut down the L. Yeah. That's crazy. I didn't know that. Yeah, they finally... So, this is how terrible funding is for the New York government. <laughs> they, you thought it was bad here. They passed this bill back in... So, they've never redone the subway. They finally passed a bill back in 2007 or eight to redo the L. And they just now got the funds to do it. And so, now construction starts next year. So, 12 years from the bill passing after it hadn't been done for what... 60? That's insane. Terrible. Pulled together infrastructural government. So that's just ridiculous. That, that's that's Florida right there for you also. But that yeah, means, yeah, Florida. Florida. Oh, yeah, the yeah, we would do the same thing. Oh, yeah. We would do the same thing if we didn't have limestone. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, well, the thing is, I mean, you know, there was supposed to be this the high-speed rail that, uh, you know, that somebody, so somebody, somebody uh, campaigned for and then pulled the plug on it real quick. I was like, that would have been I awesome. So that would have been, so good. That would have been amazing. So Miami to Tampa yeah. to Orlando. God, I'd hop on that train like. Dude, Miami, Tampa, Orlando, Jacks. Yeah. If they went Miami, Tampa, Orlando, Jacks, Tally. Yeah. And they done. go to like main stops, like you're it's done. a bus and you're yeah. good. Yeah, I mean, it's just, it, it's just it's ridiculous. But anyway, um, uh, we're going to have to wrap it up here, guys. Uh, James, thank you for coming in. Thank uh, you for uh, having me. What's your full name, James? Uh, James Skinner. Okay, James Skinner. BF Skinner as a wrestler. Yeah. Um, 
Hunter, uh, oh God, Hunter. Sorry. Oh, everyone does it. Everyone does it. Isn't it crazy? I have a friend of mine named Hunter. That's the whole thing. It's Hunter and Forrest. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, people go like, that doesn't even make sense. And I go, there's a Hunter and a Forrest. There's Hunter Green and Forrest Green. There are too many things. (laughs) There are too many things. It's your brain not working right. Yeah, well, that that, that explains a lot for me here. But uh, Forrest Green. Forrest Green, is it? Okay. For- <laughs> I don't know. See, that's what I'm trying to make sure. Forrest Cunningham. Forrest Cunningham. I got you. I'm sorry, man. Uh, I, I forgot to get your, first, your full names when I, so I started this thing. Just call but- it Superstar. Superstar. I respond to Superstar most frequently. <laughs> so hopefully we'll see uh, we'll see Forrest Cunningham yes. on, a, on a future uh, comedy special somewhere soon. Uh, if not, um, there's a, Lakeland's always, uh, always open for you. I'll be back. whenever. I'm sure whenever I come back, I'll do stuff. Whenever I come back, and I'll well, let sure. us know. I'll do my best, yeah, and I'll hit y'all up. You'll come back with some stage cred, <laughs> <laughs> or, or at least knock or, you out, <laughs> or, or at least, or at least a lot of funny stories. So. Yeah. Oh no, I'm guaranteed that the, the tomfoolery that I partake in in Lakeland, Florida. I don't know what's going to happen. I actually have stories about what's already happened in New York, yeah. and I can't even tell them. Yeah. It's, no, not, yeah, it's this, stupid. If, if this was an uncensored show, yeah, might no, be New York's oh, yeah. fun. New York's awesome. So dirty. I tell people, they go like, I don't know, New York's for me. And I go, at the risk of making myself look bad, it's fast and dirty just how I like it. And I think <laughs> I think it's awesome. <laughs> I think it's great. And that needs to go exactly all you need to know about Forrest right there. So <laughs> Hey, come out tonight. Eight o'clock. Eight o'clock at uh, Pink Piano. Piano. Yep. Is uh, is, is it open mic or is it? Uh, uh, no, it's a it's a it show. We have yeah. um, we have Nancy, Steph. What's? Uh, yeah, Nancy, Stephanie, and then Stephanie is having an. Stephanie's op- friend is coming. Yeah, out. Stephanie Stiltner is having an opener that's coming in for. Uh, yeah, you know, a friend of minutes. one of the girls that's doing yeah. the show. So we have her, Steph, Nancy, and then and us. Then yeah, James and I, yeah, and because Mike had to, uh, yeah. Mike dropped out. We yeah, Mike Lee out. ended up having a, which is a shame. Oh, he's, he's hilarious. So good. He has one of my favorite jokes ever. Oh, he's so good. All right, yeah, uh, guys. Uh, like I said, um, make sure you guys check out the Pink Piano for uh, any. Actually, uh, they do hors d'oeuvres there, light hors d'oeuvres, top tapas, I guess. So. Oh, I don't know oh, if they, they do them they, at they night. They really don't anymore. I think they okay. want, yeah, because their their chef they ended to. up leaving. Yeah, they used to. Yeah, and but a lot of times. Yeah. They, it's a Thursday, so they should have the chuck, right? Uh, yeah, they might. Because uh, their chef uh, for Pink Piano ended up leaving and then uh, opened up uh, Cuban Bees. Uh, oh, okay. So a lot of time... Bizarre, which best burger you can get. Oh, like, it's when, the Seriously, bomb. it is so good. So a lo- as long as Cuban Bees isn't like over at Swan or something tonight, they'll most likely be... Oh, I'm having Cuban Bees then. If they're over there, like, I'm eating a burger before my show. And they'll have a heart attack on stage, but it's so good. It's worth it. I'm down. I'll follow it. Oh, it's worth it. James literally killed it. He'll give you mouth to mouth. I mean, yeah. Oh yeah, won't be the first time. Yeah, that's because he's a pump your brain superstar. <laughs> I'm out. On that note, guys, right, we're gonna we're gonna call it here. Uh, thanks for uh, listening to the Big Nerd Podcast again. Follow Forrest uh, if you can in New York. Check 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 oh, and check follow- any gutter you can. All right, I don't care. Follow Nessie in Wonderland on Instagram. Nessie in Wonderland. That if you know what Nessie is, uh, Forrest, uh, it's uh, if you come out tonight, you'll find out what Nessie yeah. is. Yes, yes. Uh, Nessie actually Trust got. Me, you uh, want to find out? Nessie actually got um. Votes for best bartender. Like. Yeah, he beat, <laughs> Nessie beat me. I for, about that. Nessie beat me for most v- votes for best bartender. Like, and I'm kind of bitter. I my original standup has a whole bit about Nessie's becoming very popular, and he's got more followers than me on Instagram. 
And does that mean I'm succeeding? Is that me piggybacking off of his success? Like, what am I doing? I'm losing to my my not hand. What? Yes, that's that's, that's right, folks. Nessie is the stump. Uh, as, or maybe I shouldn't be saying the stump. Nub. Nub. The nub. Can't wait to see you do a Jeff Dunham act with it. Oh, yeah. oh that'd be great. Uh, where is his mic? all right on that note guys we gotta call it here uh thanks for tuning in the big nerd podcast uh remember guys nerd is not just a four-letter word it's a lifestyle